Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Helen Freer, and I'll start us off this morning with a roundup of the latest market news. Let's start with equity markets in the US then, where equities finished last week with a positive day. All the major markets ended the day in the green on Friday. The Nasdaq Composite gained 2.3% over the day. The Dow Jones rose by 2.5%, and the S&P 500 was up 2.4%. All 11 sectors in the S&P posted a positive return. The materials sector was the biggest outperformer, while real estate was the biggest underperformer on the day. In Europe, though, all the major markets finished the day in the red on Friday, with the exception of the FTSE 100, which gained 0.4%. The Eurostoxx 50 index ended the day down 0.5%. The Hang Seng index dropped 3.8% on Friday, and so far today is down more than 5%, while the CSI 300 is down more than 2%. This is in reaction to the end of the party congress in China, where President Xi Jinping's grip over the ruling party was highlighted with the election of his supporters to key posts. And the falls are also a reflection of the fact that there will likely be no changes to the zero COVID policies or the policies with regard to state-driven companies. The Chinese yuan has also weakened. And within Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index, technology companies are among the worst affected. Chinese economic data was delayed last week, but then released today, and it shows a mixed recovery in the country, with faster growth than expected in Q3. GDP came in at 3.9% quarter on quarter, with industrial activity improving despite the COVID restrictions and the slump in the property sector. But retail sales were weaker. In terms of economic data out today, Eurozone, French, German and UK PMI figures are all due this morning. And US data today includes October PMIs. In fixed income, two and 10 year US Treasury yields fell on Friday. And in overnight trading sessions, the 10 year yield has declined by seven basis points to 4.15%, while two year yields have dropped five basis points to 4.42%. In currencies, we've seen big swings in the yen amid signs of another intervention from the Japanese authorities. After the currency started to gain, which led traders to speculate that the central bank had intervened again, the currency then resumed its fall. On Saturday, the Japanese prime minister warned again about excessive moves in the yen and said that they won't shy away from taking appropriate measures if this is necessary. And Masato Kanda, the chief currency official, has also reportedly said that the country can't tolerate speculators causing significant moves in foreign exchange rates. In the UK, Boris Johnson has withdrawn from the Conservative leadership race, which leaves Rishi Sunak and Penny Mordaunt, and it's Sunak who is currently the frontrunner. The former Chancellor gained the support of several key ministers yesterday. According to Bloomberg, Sunak has the backing of at least 123 lawmakers, while Penny Mordaunt has just 23. 2 p.m. this afternoon is the deadline for contenders to confirm that they have the support of at least 100 MPs. And if there's then more than one candidate running at the end of the day, party members will vote online with the results due on Friday. This week, then, we have the Bank of Canada meeting on Wednesday. The European Central Bank get together on Thursday, where a second straight three-quarter point increase is now expected. And then on Friday, it's the Bank of Japan in the spotlight. 
Futures were in the green across the US and Europe a few moments ago. And that's all from me for today. But I'll hand over now to Menzel Pachinci. What are your latest thoughts from a technical perspective, Menzel? Morning, everyone. This is Menzel speaking. Uh, from our perspective, we would like to draw your attention to the S&P 500. It had its best week since uh, late June. It rose 4.7% last week. And the rebound opens the way for a possible defend of its June lows. The question, of course, is what is needed for further improvement and stabilization of U.S. equities? We think a rise above 3,800 would here signal further stabilization and open the way for maybe a year-end recovery. Uh, for this, we would need on top of a rise above 3,800, uh, need to see a broad-based rally. So in order to see that there is broad-based demand by investors. Um, similarly important, the fixed income market, last year US Treasury yields rose again. So this marked the 12th consecutive week of US yields rising. So this is the strongest run since 1984. Therefore, we would think that uh, a minor consolidation is likely at current levels. Nevertheless, to signal here a medium term peak, a decline below 3.50% is needed. Interestingly, when we look at the fixed income market in the US, we see that there is relative uh, risk appetite by investors. Uh, how do we see this? Uh, basically, when we look at the US high yield bonds, they have not fallen to new lows in nominal terms. And in relative terms against US Treasury bonds, they are trading at all time highs. Of course, uh, big in the news uh, this morning are the declines in Chinese and Hong Kong stocks. And here, basically, when we look at uh, the Hang Seng Index, uh, as well as when we look at Asian high-yield bonds, we basically see that the declines are no reason for investors to jump in. So the Hang Seng Index has declined more than 50% from its 2018 peak, and it's now trading below its lows of 2011. The index is currently trading at the same levels it traded in 1997. So we see here that declining prices are not enough to signal a return of uh, investors. And similarly, when we look at Asian high yield bonds, they remain basically in free fall. They are now on track for a sixth quarterly decline. They have declined by more than 40% from their 2021 peak. So we think here that uh, there is no reason uh, to uh, bottom fish in these assets. There is no sign of a stabilization. And as long as we have no sign of stabilization or investor demand returning, we would refrain from investing in these markets. That's all from our side. Back to you. Thank you very much, Menzo. And that's all for today. So thank you very much to our speakers and to everybody for tuning in. I wish you all a great start to the week. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. True Connections is a monthly podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs across the globe. We delve into the details of how they started their careers, their journeys in building businesses and hear about some of the challenges that they faced along the way. Search for True Connections on your favourite podcast player.